Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast, where we bring you the heart and soul in sports. With your hosts, Brad Perry and Tanner Perry. Now, from the backwoods of East Tennessee, two knuckleheads to help you navigate the field, the mat, the court, and the track. Hey, Jimmy's and Joe's are more important than X's and O's. Coach Steve, you ever heard that one? A couple times, yeah. More than once. Yeah, we say it all the time, but here's the reality. It takes people to make a team. Our role as intentional coaches is to invest in people, student athletes, in order to build a program that will help, in turn, uh, to build those same student athletes into better people. If we don't have athletes, we can't build a program don't have athletes, we can't even consider winning a game. So in today's episode, we want to talk about uh, how people are more important than programs. Welcome to the Intentional Coach Podcast. This is Coach Perry. Coach T, what's up? Not much. Coach T, have a good day today? Yeah, so far. So far? Day's going well. It's uh, pretty and sunny outside. Might be good mowing weather this evening. I took care of it. Oh, that's so unusual. Well, I didn't. <laughs> You had somebody take I care had of it. Yeah, it's a, my yard is mowed. That's the important it's, it's thing. It's taken care of. Yeah, it's taken care of. Good. Well, that's good. Yeah. Yeah. Hey, we, uh, we're glad you're joining us today. Uh, we're going to dive right into this thing. People are more important than programs. Um, and, and really, the, the, it, our kids don't really care how much we know until they know how much we care mm-hmm. is another old adage. Uh, we got to take care of the Jimmies and Joes so that they can go out on the field and the court and the track, the mat, and take care of the X's and O's. Uh, kind of goes back to our last episode. Yeah, a whole lot. It really Keep does. Keep the main thing the main thing. Yeah, focus thing. on that main thing, transformational relationships. So one simple question, how do you show uh, coaches and athletes that you care? If you're an intentional coach listening to this episode, uh, we're, we're going to kind of give you some some homework today so uh we just really want you to think about this one question uh, not just this one question because we've got a couple more but this i think starts us off how do you show coaches and athletes you care because here's the reality it won't happen by accident no think about it coach t how many good accidents have you had not too many i don't think any actually yeah most good things don't happen by accident they're intentional you know, at, at at my house, especially when my kids were younger, and I heard, hey, Dad, I had an accident. Somebody broke something. Somebody spilled something. Somebody pooped themselves. Yeah. Uh, it was always something bad as they got older. You know, I got a couple phone calls. My daughter saying, hey, Dad, I had an accident. I was paying for somebody's car, or my insurance was, or rebuilding the house. Uh, that's a true story for another episode. Yeah. <laughs> uh, so things don't happen by accident. Uh, we have to be intentional with this thing. And as an intentional coach, if people really are more important than programs, then I got to be intentional on how I show my coaches, uh, and my athletes that I care about them. Mm-hmm. Uh, so, Coach T, any ideas there? Um, I think ask questions as a coach. Uh, that's a big one for me. Is like if like I, I need to know. If 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 I if they see me care enough to actually take the time to ask them about, you know, even if it's just little things like you know how was your school day, like just little things like that, 
Um, I think that can make a big difference in, you know, seeing that, that, oh, this coach actually cares about me because he cares about what happened today or he cares about how I'm feeling at practice or he cares about how I'm feeling before uh, a competition or, you know, so so ask those questions. Ask, don't, you know, ask your athletes. What are they feeling? What are they um, going through right now in the sport? You know, if they're struggling with something, a drill or something like that, ask them about it. In life. Yes. A lot of times life bleeds over into the practice. Yeah. Um, You know, that kid that's having a a bad practice, it may be because the night before was just a train wreck at the house. Mom was a hot mess and dad was all to pieces and he brings all that into practice with him. And, you know, sometimes just asking those simple questions makes a world of difference. Yeah. Um, I'll go even more simple. Um, Know their name. (laughs) You know? Yeah. You talk to to your athletes, um, they're working, you know, hopefully your athletes are working hard in practice and they're trying their best to impress you so they can get in the starting lineup. Um, The least I can do as a coach is care enough to learn their names. And and one little trick that that I've always done, mainly because of where I grew up, uh, but drop that nickname in with them too. Mm -hmm. You know, we've had, uh, I mean, (laughs) We've had some good some good names come through yeah. come through our our programs. Let's see, we've had Hambone, Lunchbox, Lunchbox was legendary, uh, Farm Boy, yeah, Biscuits, Biscuits, um, Bass, yeah, uh, Bones, Hair. <laughs> we've we've had some good ones. Me and Coach T are sitting here laughing because we're remembering all of these kids. Yep. <laughs> um, you know, we we've had some good ones that have come through um, our program. That just you know that little nickname that means something to them. And we've had a lot of those athletes. You know, we'll do a thing where we got a banner and they'll all sign the banner and they'll sign their nickname instead of the real name. Uh, but just know their names. You know, be in a position where when you talk to them, you can use a name and it can be relational. Mm-hmm. Uh, when you talk to them, look them in the eye. Uh, teach them how to have conversations by yeah. having a conversation with them. Uh, I think that's a, a real good way of showing uh, your athletes and, and coaching staff that you care about them. Uh, Coach T, any other ideas that you can think of? I went real simple there. Um, not yet. I think when you can, provide for their basic needs. I mean, we, we mentioned yeah. this in a couple other episodes. As wrestling coaches, a lot of our kids up here can't afford to go out and buy brand-new wrestling shoes. And, you know, when a guy gets a new pair of shoes, he drops his old shoes in a box. And if we have a kid that comes in who needs them, uh, we got a box of decent shoes. If they're trashed, we throw them away. Yeah. Um, but, it, you know, if they're still good and they still got some miles left in them, um, another athlete may wear the same size or close to it. And yeah. They get a pair of shoes and they feel good. They look good. Uh, they practice good. Yeah, at the beginning, I mean, even like at the beginning of the season, we started doing uh, some morning practices, and I even, you know, I had a lot of kids that were like, "Oh, we don't have this stuff at home. This stuff, the right things to eat, blah blah blah." And so I just asked some of the parents, "Hey, can you bring a box of oatmeal?" You know, and my office was filled with oatmeal yeah. packs. Um, but but they'd come in in the morning, and they have they have had a little breakfast and. It was provided for them, and 
you know, it's just that's that's people coming together to help. One of them little bit. things that yeah. you can do that makes a difference. Yeah, and, and they shows, loved it. They were shows like, shows you care. Every time they'd come, they'd be yeah. like, oh, we got any oatmeal? What kind of oatmeal we got? You know, and they they loved it, and yeah. it got them excited to work in the morning, and it you know raised I, the morale a little bit. Yeah, I think another you know little trick that you can do is just have those days where you you let them decompress as a student athlete there's you know for a lot of our kids there's a lot of stress and um you just have a day you know within your season i you know i'm one of those old school hard coaches that i have a hard time playing and laughing and so i have to make myself do some of those things but just let them let them breathe yeah uh, occasionally we do some uh, of that during the season uh and Sometimes you come out of those practices like, oh man, was that was that wasted? Like was it? You know, we're still working stuff, but it's still, it's like, oh, was that as good as it can be? And it's like, well, not every practice has to be. I'm going to redline my body. Yeah, you know, if you've had a hard week of of I'm killing them all week, there's nothing nothing going to be lost conditioning or skill wise from one day. Yeah, and twenty give them minutes that, after practice, day, what or whatever. Need. Yeah, yeah, and and show them you care about them that way. Um, any other ideas? You know, you can always do the little special T-shirt or hat or wristband or something that you know, just some swag stuff. Little swag. Some of that's kind of dependent on on budget too. Budget, yeah. Know. But you can be smart with some of that stuff. Get yeah. a couple sponsors that kind of help out, but just. You know, a little swag here and there. Uh, kids love that stuff. It gives them, you know, everybody loves a free T-shirt. So, Well, um, and they get to represent the program that they – Yeah, it's a walking know. billboard for you as yeah. a coach too. <laughs> so, uh, which is, you know, as long as, you know, your kid's not on the corner selling drugs isn't a bad thing. Right. Um, you know, so a little swag never hurt anything. And just remember that our ultimate goal is, is life change. It's transformational. Um, and, and that – you know, if we're not investing in those students, then we're going to have a hard time being transformational. Well, even with that swag, you can you can make that a teaching moment and say, "Hey, you're wearing you're wearing this logo, you're wearing this T-shirt. You've got to represent, um, you know, what we stand for as a team, as a program, as a school." Um, that's a teachable moment right there. Well, if you think through. You know, as a coach, most of us were athletes at some point. You think through our our accomplishments, you know, and think through your life as an athlete. How many times did you say, well, my coach said this or my coach did that? And the influence that you have as a coach now, uh, I think it's important to understand that influence. And one way to understand that is go back through those and say, you know, who was involved in me being successful? Mm-hmm. What did they do to help me be successful? Mm-hmm. A lot of it may be, may have been X's and O's, but I almost I'd almost bet a paycheck there was a lot of relational interaction there. Yeah, that there was a lot of care. Whether we picked up, we probably didn't pick up on it then. But looking back, as you get older, you see some of that. Um, it's really interesting for me because I'm in kind of a limbo state or I'm a little bit of both. You know, I'm still a competitor. I'm still – I have a coach, and he has the same kind of, you know, influence of my coach or all of my coaches. So it's it's intri- interesting to see, like, I go to the gym and it's like, oh, the same principles he's using or or I guess it gives me a perspective of the athlete. 
while I'm coaching as well, which is really interesting. Yeah. You yeah. can go you can leave a practice from the gym and be like, Oh, am I doing this? Did I do something like this? I can implement this. I like this. Or I don't like that. It's just it it's interesting to me. Yeah, one of my one of my coaches that influenced me didn't he really wasn't my coach. He coached at a rival high school but invited me to come and wrestle freestyle with them after my season was over. Mm-hmm. Um and and really I was kind of a punching dummy mm-hmm. for his his best wrestler because we were we weren't the same weight but we were close to the same weight his name was bill Brommer. yeah and and i would actually even ask myself through coaching it you know is that something coach Brommer would do mm-hmm. am i influencing these athletes the way um coach Brommer influenced me and it really changed up my coaching philosophy because i was very internal you know, I only coached my, you know, yeah. everything was guarded. And when I really started being intentional about people are more important programs, I realized there were people who didn't wear the same color jersey as I did, and I could influence and help them as well. And I became a lot more open with how I did things and and what I did. And, and we have a coach in our area. Actually, I was with him just this morning, Coach Fleming over at Dobbins Bennett High School, that just opens up. He's a strength and conditioning coach for one of the largest high schools in our area, and he just opens up, here's what I do, yeah. and says, here, here's what I do mm-hmm. if you want to do it. And his philosophy is I just want to be helpful, and people are important, and everybody may not have the same resources I have. And he just opens up his books and says, here you here, go. Here you go. And, you know, and his thing is, hey, they still have to beat us. Yeah, I'm yeah. not giving away the secret sauce, but I'll, I'll give them – you know, as much of it as I can without putting my guys under the bus. Yeah. Uh, but he's he's helping other strength and conditioning coaches uh, and even schools that don't have them by, by caring more about people than just the next game or the next program. Mm-hmm. Not that he's going to lose a whole lot because he's probably not. He's um, but I just asked myself that simple question. Am I offering the same opportunity – the same support, the same influence that was offered to me by the coach that changed my life. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's, um, I think, a real good tip um, that we can follow. Another one, I think, and I really like this one, is just making it personal. Um, just, you know, break it down and make it really personal. Write down um, th- this simple sentence. My program exists to help, fill in a name, to, what are you helping them do? Yeah. My program exists to help Jimmy to be a better husband in 15 years. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and it could be win a conference championship. It could be get an athletic scholarship. But think main thing, not temporary, not short-term, long-term. Uh, my program exist to help a name with this yeah Um, and that might be one of the like might be an opportunity to develop that relationship is bring that athlete in say hey and have that conversation with them you know what what is your goals what is what is your main thing and then even have the conversation of the main thing um, with that athlete you know yeah we got to be intentional with that I, i had uh, an athlete come and talked to me it's been a couple months ago and said he said coach perry i i would not have graduated high school 
had it not been for wrestling. Well, I'll be honest, I was not intentional about getting that kid a diploma. I, I'm glad unintentionally that happened. Right. And we helped him in that way. But had I been more intentional, maybe we could have got him a diploma and got him through college even. Yeah. Um, I just didn't think through that uh, at the moment because I wasn't being intentional in that way. But my program exists for that athlete to graduate high school. Yeah. Um, you know, that that's life changing. Go to college. That's transformation. Yeah. Um, so so it could be beyond that when we think about people and not just the program. Mm-hmm. And reality is you can't build a program without the people. No. Um, you, you need the people. So if you think about them, um, a real simple, one, real simple thing, show your athletes you care. We did this in youth ministry. Uh, I did it when I was the lead pastor at a church. Uh, we just told our leadership, everybody who comes in the building gets a word, a touch, and a smile. I want to speak to them, look them in the eye, smile at them, uh, and, and say something friendly. Yeah. Something nice. Uh, a word, a touch, and a smile. Is a really simple process of, hey, how are you? Touch them on the yeah, shoulder. Yeah, as the kids are coming in. Um, be really careful, you know, especially if you're a dude coaching girls. Yeah. Make sure your touches are inappropriate. I had my first girl wrestler right. <laughs> several years ago, and uh, one of our traditions was getting the guy ready to go out on the mat, you know, smack them around a little bit, make sure they're loose, ready to go, and yeah. then give them that slap on the backside as they go out on the mat. And I remember uh, her name was Allison. She was a dominant wrestler uh, in the state of Tennessee. She won three state titles. And uh, just going through my normal routine, I, you know, made sure she's loose and ready to go. You ready? And then I grabbed her by the arm and raised my arm up, my hand up. No. And it's like, no, Never I can't mind. do that. No, no, no. <laughs> So, uh, word, an appropriate touch, yes. uh, and a smile. Um, and the thing about smiling at people, and I, there's some people who have bad days and they won't smile back. There's some people who have bad lives and they'll never smile at you. But yeah. most people, when you smile at them, they'll uh, smile back. The natural response is they'll smile back. Uh, so it, it just helps them know you care, and it helps them kind of take a step forward with a better day as well. So just make it personal. Uh, in that aspect let's talk about a couple ideas how can we do this people are more important than programs um we got we got a coach in our area he's a football coach he does uh, oh i can't remember what he calls it we adapted it and did manly mondays Man, but yeah. his was something totally different but i don't remember if he did it once a week or once a month but he would take his team and spend five to ten minutes of practice uh teaching them a life skill Something that, you know, if there's not a positive role model in their life, something that they may not be taught how to do. Tie a tie. Go through a job interview. Change a tire. Uh, cook a decent meal. Yeah. Just a life skill. And, you know, it didn't take up a lot of his practice time, but it was just showing that he cared by teaching a life skill. Um, I think that's a really, um, a really good idea. Uh, to show that you care about the Jimmys and Joes and not just the X's and O's. Coach T, what you got? Um, I think build a team, like unity within the team. Um, everything should be about the team, right? Everything you do, I think. Uh, but I mean, then again, I was a team guy in high school. It was, I had this conversation with my mom cause I was, I was a nose guard when I played football 
And, you know, I didn't get, I didn't get a whole lot of tackles and stuff like that. And my mom was like, oh, what, you know, you get some tackles. Why aren't you getting tackles? But, and I said, I'm a nose guard. If I do my job, then the linebackers can do their job and get the tackles. Um, so, so focusing on, on that team aspect of um, everybody does their job for the other man. Yeah. So We're all better together than we are individually. Mm-hmm. Um, and, and, just and it supports that, that whole relational um, aspect for the athletes as well. And, now and they're it, developing relationships with their peers and in more than just, you know, at school. Yeah, I've seen you do that as a young coach by having some of your athletes actually teach skills yeah. and movements to other athletes, and then they build those relationships a little deeper than they would have just by having a coach do it. Uh, but I think, again, if we go back to that accident versus being intentional, that doesn't happen by accident. you got to be intentional building that team unity plan. You know, um, you know I think that happens. Uh, we got, you know, one of our, our old – legendary coaches john dyer he took his teams on retreats mm-hmm. every year usually two a year and they would spend a lot more time together than just practice and they, they built that team unity and we've started incorporating that uh and really here um our new home impact community center that's what we're doing mm-hmm. uh, we we're building a basically a team retreat center here so teams can come in and build that unity and we can share with them and uh, we, you know, our ultimate goal, and we don't hide this, we want to share Jesus and transformation that he offers, but uh, it's also very relational and, and just showing your team you care. So you got to be intentional in building that plan. Uh, it could be those little tricks and trades of having them lead portions of parts of practice. It could be a team retreat. It could be matching T-shirts, headbands, mm-hmm. you know, that little the little swag stuff also can do that. Uh, hey, we're with Fellowship of Christian Athletes, so you know our big move here in Kingsport uh, in our office is, is having a character coach on staff. Um, you know, our, one of our goals, and we may never attain this goal, but one of our goals is to have a character coach with every team uh, in our in our area. Um, that's a huge, lofty goal. We may never we never right. may never be able to actually attain it, but um, just bringing somebody in. Or designate that role to somebody on your staff um, that is just building character. Right. And as the character of your team rises, um, you're pouring into them more than X's and O's, but real transformational care. Um, it keeps them out of trouble. It helps your team. Uh, you got somebody else on staff or around that. If you got a problem, you can direct them to. Mm-hmm. Um, but FCA, that's one of the things we do with Fellowship of Christian Athletes. Um, that makes a big difference, I think, in caring for your your athletes. Um, and then lastly, we talked about this, when just providing for those physical needs, um, just be observant. Coach mm-hmm. with your eyes open. Um, be know, aware. See see the needs uh, and where you can be helpful, be helpful. So, Coach T, what do you think? Um, I think those are good. Uh, Hey, remember, our choices as coaches will have lifelong impact on the students that we coach. Uh, So make sure you're being intentional with caring for your athletes, your students, uh, and not just going through the X's and O's, but loving on those Jimmy's and Joe's uh, 
mm-hmm. um, and, and making a difference. You you have an influence. If you need to reach us, reach out to us, bperry at fca.org. tperry at fca.org. Hey, we love you guys. We're glad you join us for the Intentional Coach podcast. Uh, we'd love to hear your suggestions. Uh, if you're listening to us on Apple or Spotify, hit that subscribe button. Subscribe. And share with a friend. Yes. Yes, we hit a milestone, 200 uh, a couple weeks ago. We're excited about that. That's yeah. not a lot in the Joe Rogan world, but for two country boys from East Tennessee. It's a lot in the Perry world yeah, in the right Perry now. world. Uh, I'll take you know, it. We're pretty excited about it. So make sure you subscribe. Make sure you share. Uh, we hope we're helpful. Uh, if we are, uh, we just want to celebrate your wins with you. Uh, if we're not, we're sorry. Message us and tell us how we can be helpful. Tell us how we can be helpful. Yeah. Because that's what we want to do. Hey, we hope you have a great day. We will see you. Wouldn't want to be you. Thank you for listening to the Intentional Coach Podcast. The place you can come every week to find your heart and soul in sports.